This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to Walsall Fan TV. We're here for Fan Chat. It is... Uh... The first 10 games are down, so we're up for discussion. Um, lots of things. Um, we're going to look at thoughts about Matt Sadler um, and against Graham Alexander, who, of course, was in there. Um, the formation, um, a few other bits as well. We're going to talk about Draper and loan players and, uh, and where we'll finish. So we've got all of that, but we've got some of the crew here with us. We've got a couple that are late, but on time. We have Phil. Hi, Phil. Hi, mate. And uh, and we've got Lee. So uh, both of you were there Evening. yesterday for the Bradford game. Um, Matt Sadler did he? Uh, is he a tactical genius? Um, and went four at the back, or was he stuck and he had to play four at the back? What do you think, Phil? Um, who knows? Uh, he got it right yesterday. Either way. Um, when, when the team was announced, I wasn't sure whether he was going 3-5-2 again or 4-4-1-1, or which is effectively what he played. But I, I thought it worked yesterday, um, and I think that formation suits the players we've got much better. Um, I think that um, if you look at our last four games, the best we've played, I think Bradford was our best all-round performance of the season. Um, and I think if you look at the second half at Salford, um, I thought that was that was also a, um, an impressive and performance and both of those um performances were with that the team that we had yesterday with the four at the back um four across the field and Tierney playing just behind um Draper um I think with the availability that we've got at the moment that's that that works uh, it certainly worked yesterday and I think that that performance yesterday was everything that the Wimbledon performance wasn't we looked yeah, organised, we looked solid, we looked, the players looked comfortable mm. in the roles that they were playing. They didn't look like a bunch of strangers, which they did in the Wimbledon game. So I'd stick with that for now. Certainly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, hi, Daz. You're right, mate. Yeah, okay. We'll, uh, we'll come to you in a second, but we're going to go to Lee. Um, so, uh, Matt Sadler, um, a couple of games in, people were saying uh, we should have had Graham Alexander. And uh, 10 games in, the uh, MK Dons are calling for his head already, saying it's terrible football. So uh, it, it's one of those, isn't it? It's very easy to make a snap decision um, when people need time. I think 
Graham Alexander needs time, and equally, Matt Sadler, need, Matt Sadler needs time. But as I've just, I'll ask the same question to yourself. Do you think Matt Sadler's learnt and he's realised that having four at the back works better? Or is it just he's sort of stuck and he's had to play it? Um, I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest with you, Simon. I think with Hussey leaving, sort of after the transfer window closing, as, and then we've had the injuries as well to Priestley, I think, and Dave, I think it's sort of a necessity. He's had to do the four at the back goals, and obviously Taylor Allen was uh, suspended. So, really, you couldn't really get the three centre-backs in with them having the two wing-backs, because it would be sort of then in compromising on McKenty not being in midfield, and he wants McKenty to be in midfield. So, I think, in a way... Uh, the injuries and Hussey going back might have done Sadler a favour and he's had to do the four at the back and then obviously like Phil just said, sort of the way they played yesterday and the way they played the second half of Salford, you can see they look a lot more comfortable. I think Gordon looked more comfortable yesterday. Joe Riley, I thought, had probably his best game in a Warsaw shirt that yeah, four, four 90 minutes overall and then even uh, Daniels with Williams alongside him he just looked more comfortable because he sort of knew what he, his role was sort of Williams was picking up uh, Cook most of the time and then Daniels was sort of picking up anybody else or picking up the ball and, and he just looked more comfortable I think sometimes when you've got the three at the back it can be a bit like well I'll pick him up and then it's like the others are a bit in no man's land sometimes, in between who they're picking up, so then it gets a little bit disjointed. But I think, yeah. hopefully, Sadler's looked at it and gone, that's my best sort of defensive formation. Because I think then in front of the into midfield and up in, up front, he's got so many different options. I think with the 3-5-2, it's more rigid how he's got to play, that midfield, where you saw yesterday and you saw against Salford, there's a bit more fluidity. He sort of, at times yeah. yesterday, he went like a 4-2-3-1 and then he went like a 4-5-1 with Hutchinson and Oakley sitting back in. But they also, when they got the chance, they got up and they were helping Draper out and then Tini was dropping back in. So I think it's a lot more fluid that way. And then yeah, also... That's a great you identity to have as well, I think. That's a great identity to have. Um, just going to come to Daz. Um, so, so first of all... Um, were you in the patient camp before this game, or um, was you losing patience with Sadler? Uh, my my glass has been half full. I've said it a few times. Still is. Um, I, I don't get the uh, the impatience um, around Sadler. He needs time. Um, I chuckled at the impatience with um, with Alexander that I read yesterday. Um, I guess he's in the same boat. Um, Building a football club squad, building something that can achieve something is not a case of just just adding water. It takes time. It takes multiple transfer windows, and um, I've said it for a long time. We need we need stability, not not another change. Yeah, I think Sadler could have gone three at the back at Bradford. He could have gone McKenty, Daniels, Williams, and gone the same again. So I think. He hasn't sort of been very stubborn, which is what we're worried about with the old Matt Taylor situation. Um, so I think he has made a, a definite decision that now I'll play four at the back. 
And as we say, Riley, Riley didn't want to play right wing back because it doesn't suit him because he's not particularly pacey. But whenever he's come on, Joe Riley, he's, he's looked quite accomplished at fullback and it's very rare people go past him. And as, as Lee's already mentioned, that's probably his best game for Walsall at Bradford. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with, with Lee on that. I thought he had a very solid game yesterday. Probably was his best game for Warsaw. And what I thought was quite ironic in a way yesterday was that the fullbacks got forward almost as much, if not more, <laughs> yesterday than they did when we when we were playing 3-5-2. I was just Phil, I, Phil, I was just I was just about to say that. I know I wasn't there, but I've seen sort of uh, extended highlights and that sort of stuff. Tell me, did Liam Gordon get past more players and go forward more than when he's playing wing back? Uh, in the first half yes. yesterday, yes, he did, certainly. Because uh, I put a little short out because uh, I like the one where Daniels has done a bit of a run, switches it outside to uh, Liam Gordon, and he just flicks the ball over the guy's leg, and uh, and he's away, and then he gets taken out. But I mean, that's what we want but more I from think... him. He's got great ability, hasn't he? But I think the reason that happened yesterday for, um, I've got to say, um, you can only play what's in front of you. I thought that's the worst Bradford side I've seen since we've come down over the last five years. Every time I've sort of seen Bradford at Bradford or they've been at our pace, at the two teams, I've always thought they look better than us. It's the first time in the five years since we've been relegated when I, yesterday I thought we definitely are better than them. I mean, and again, it's only 10 games into the season. But at the moment, I would rather have our squad and our team than the Bradford team and squad. I just think our team, let alone the young, and we've got a bit of inexperience in the side, they just look more together and they look more happy at the moment. And I think a lot of the time, that sort of team spirit and that team bond can get you a lot further down the road than having like the best players or what you think are the best players. Because at the end of the day, you yeah. need everybody to be going in the same direction, don't you? Yeah, I think that's what Sadler's building. Sadler's building that togetherness. And um, what you say about Bradford, um, slightly unfair, I think, because Bradford have been very inconsistent. At times, they've been awesome, Bradford, listening to their fans, and it's inconsistency that's messed them up. And uh, maybe with having five in the middle, we've just stopped them playing. Yeah, I think that was part of that yesterday. You could see they were yeah. they were trying, and... Um... They were trying the sort of the long balls, but obviously Williams was. I don't think he he might have missed like one or two headers, but sort of against Cook, he sort of won easily 90, 95% of them. And some of the headers he was getting cleared and Daniels, it was like going straight past their midfield and it was getting us sort of turning them back around. So it was helping us yesterday the way they sort of played the long balls. To have. To have a centre half who can give a proper head on a ball, like um, we had Tom Leake recently or the last couple of years, and he got no distance when he heads the ball. And then uh, we remember Dan Scar, and like when he heads the ball, it stays headed as it were. Um, and Williams is another one of those. He's he's got that aerial ability, and um, he's very inexperienced, but he has been playing against big, big, cumbersome strikers in non-league and um what Andy Cook is a very good example of one of them he's obviously a very good finisher as well but um he knew how to deal with that kind of player perhaps what what I like about Williams um 
is he doesn't actually look like an inexperienced player. He doesn't look like a 19-year-old kid that's just come out of non-league football. I was watching him very closely yesterday. I thought he was excellent yesterday, by the way. I thought he was close to man of the match. Um, I th- I'd have said it was between him and Draper yesterday. Um, he's talking all the time to the players that are around him. Positionally, he's very good. Um, and he just look, he looks comfortable on the ball. And as you say, that he had a couple of shaky moments early on. But as he grew into the game, he was getting above Andy Cook winning headers. He was nipping in front of him, stopping balls, getting to him. I thought he, I thought he had a, a really impressive game yesterday. Um, his interview that he did with the media team, uh, fair play to the media team. They sort of handled the interview very well with him. Um, he's got all the smiles. Reminds me of sort of uh, Jack Grealish, where he just enjoys. It's like every day is a joy sort of thing. He was really happy. Um, happy with what he'd done, happy with the team and just overjoyed to be uh, playing football, which is, uh, which is great to see, isn't it, Darcy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Our church, church has proved to be a rich scene for us over uh, over the years. And um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I wasn't there yesterday. I only watched it on TV. I, I couldn't make yesterday, um, but I watched the game. And uh, and yeah, he, uh, he he was outstanding, absolutely outstanding. And I think he recognises it's his opportunity, kind of a life opportunity to. Um, to, uh, to to get a chance to play professional football, and I think he looks determined to take it. He looks he looks a good player to me. Yeah, it's good age, obviously, isn't he? Yeah, it's good just, age. Just um, on that as well. Just, sorry, Simon. Just on that yesterday as well. I think if you have a look at the stats, I think Bradford only had two shots on target, and obviously one of them was the penalty, which wasn't a penalty. But now the, the guy came in from the left, didn't he? And that was a nice, comfortable save yeah. for Evans. Get his figures up. So, yeah, that's what I mean, sort of playing with that defence yesterday with four at the back, you would think, well, oh, perhaps we're going to be under a bit more pressure. But like I just said, at the end of the end of the day, I think Bradford only had sort of two clear-cut chances and obviously one of them being the penalty. So to limit them to one clear chance in the 90 minutes with a back four at Bradford just shows you how good that performance was yesterday. I don't but think there'll be many teams. It's, it's doing it. It's it's. it's, it's properly doing it isn't it yeah i think just coming back to the formation again obviously with the the priest um being injured and with alan being suspended there is a possibility he might go back to three at the back but i mean from what i've seen the second half when he went four at the back against sulford and obviously yesterday the whole team works so much better with that fluid midfield um, so would that be crazy for him to go to three at the back again? Um, I, me personally, yes, at the moment, because I don't think we've got an out and out right wing back. I think Joe Riley is better at right back. I think obviously we've got younger uh, Forks, who I think at the moment is better at right back, and uh, and then obviously that then frees up Tommy Knowles to play more advanced, and you don't really need him to be anywhere near that right-back position because yeah. Riley and Falks between them should be able to cover it. Um, I suppose, again, um, it might depend on the situation, the game, who we play in that. Sometimes he might want to go with that extra defender and have the three at the back and then have the five in midfield. I suppose it just depends on who we're playing. But I think he's probably showed 
in that game yesterday and obviously the second half at Salford, the four at the back suits the players we've got at the moment. Whether I think gets... they're more confident in that formation, weren't they? They're more confident well, yeah, in I that think... formation. They just, they, to me, that obviously you are, we only get to see him during the games. Obviously, Sagalin, the overcoach, you see him day in, day out during training and everything. But I think they just look more comfortable when there's four at the back. And then, like we said, already said, that midfield can interchange. You, you've yeah. got like the three of them, Teeny, and like yesterday, you've got Teeny and uh, Sturk and McKenty. And then you've got um, Hutchinson. And an OT who are more wider and more advanced, but they can interchange. Yeah. You can have Teeny going up to be help Draper out, and then like like I said, uh, Hutchinson and OT can sit in a bit more, or vice versa. If Teeny sits in with Sturk and McKenzie, then Hutchinson and uh, can get more forward. I think there's a lot in that right, yeah. midfield um, and, and the way that they put forward and drop back. Um, question from Ian Allen: uh, What's your opinions of Hutchinson? because he doesn't really rate him. I'm going to go to Phil first on this. Um, Hutch is a, a very frustrating player, isn't he? But if you're playing 4-5-1, you are more playing wingers, and Hutch is not so much of a winger. Um, what's your general thoughts on the Hutch? Uh, my general thoughts are on him are that I, I quite like him, but I agree he is frustrating and he is inconsistent. When we play the formation that we played yesterday um he was sort of on the left wasn't he coming in off the uh, off yeah. off the wide position um and i suppose you could argue with a player like him maybe you'd want the more central getting on the ball a little bit more but um i said last time when we spoke that if he was more consistent and if he was more um if he produced his best more often then he would probably be playing at a higher level i think he's got he's got quality um, we've seen it in flashes already this season with some of the goals he's scored and some of the assists that he's made. Um, but I, I, I think saying I, you know, I don't rate him, I, would, I, 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 no, I wouldn't go that far. But I, I can, I can understand why people get frustrated with him, and he does seem a little bit marmite. You do, I am starting to hear more and more grumbles in the crowd about him when yeah. he gives the ball away and when he, when he, you know, does. Now, as, as some of his sloppier moments, you, you, you are hearing sort of more and more grumbles in the crowd. But yeah. I like him. I play him because um, I think he can, on his on his best day, can win you a game. I'm, I'm going to ask a very provocative question now to Daz. Um, you probably recognise this question from previous. Can you see us getting promoted with Hutchinson in the team? <laughs> yes, I can. I think I think Hutchinson, um, when he's involved in games, as he was yesterday, I think that we we are more effective. I I, I get the marmite. I get where Ian's coming from, uh, but when we get Hutchinson involved in games, we're a lot more fluid. There's a lot more opportunity for us, and uh, he wouldn't be the first name on my team sheet, but he wouldn't be uh, he wouldn't be the last either. No, okay, that's that's fair enough. I think, from my point of view, I think I think what Phil says is quite right. I think playing him more centrally, so he can you so he can distribute to both swings. Um, I want to see Alta playing left left side because that's his natural position. Alta's been brilliant. He was good again yesterday, wasn't he? Yeah, I uh, thought Dad's I thought Alta had a good game yesterday. Oh, sorry. 
Yeah, um, go for it, Phil. Go for it, Lee. I thought Oti was good again yesterday. And uh, oh, sorry, sorry. I thought Oti was good yesterday, and yeah, predominantly he was down the right. But there were times he did go over to the left, and then uh, which, uh, I think there'll be games going forward if he sort of sticks that foot. Yeah, if he sticks that formation, you might have the odd game where if Hutchinson goes into the middle and like Tini drops down to the bench, you could have um, OT on the left and then you could have Knowles on the right. As yeah, I think there's options there for him to do. But just a quick one on Hutch yesterday. What I did like was there was times where where he came back and he helped Gordon down the left hand side. Sort of yeah. he was doubling up with, and that helped Gordon as well to get forward because obviously yeah. even Hutch could play a couple of one twos and Hutch could play the ball down the line. Gordon to run on, and the, the similar sort of thing happened on the right hand side with Riley, and where sort of Riley picked the ball up, and Oti could run down the right channel, and then Riley had the chance to either play him in or look for Draper. So I think there's a bit of work there that over the next couple of weeks, months, you'll see that could develop. And like I've already said, you could have in the next few games, you could have. Um, Obviously, Hutchison moving back more central and then having Knowles and Oti as your two wide players. So, yeah. like I said, I think there's a lot of options there for Sadler going forward. So, it just depends on how he wants to develop that, I suppose. Yeah. It's, I think keeping that solid back four and then, uh, say, so you can be so fluid with all the front players, can't you? Um, Percy has uh, got a player he wants us to talk about. Um, Sturk has transformed us. Um He's everything Kinsella should have been. Um, I'm going to go to Darren for this. I saw Darren posted a tweet earlier. So um, I know that's close to your heart. So we'll go with you. I saw I saw Percy coming out of uh, Swindon and we had a similar conversation. Um, I, think, I think Sturk is... I, I, I actually messaged somebody yesterday. Sturk, I think Sturk's the best midfielder we've signed in five years. And, and to be fair, that's not... That's not exactly damning him with uh, with praise because we haven't collected many particularly good midfielders. But but Sturk, I think there's uh, I think there's a real player there. I think he's probably the best signing we made in the in the summer. And still uh, very and he's, inexperienced. And he's right, really. Still very inexperienced. So he got just over fifty games. Fifty games is where you start. For me, is where you start measuring them. I think um, I think he played like fourteen or fifteen in the national league. So he's he's around about thirty five league games and and a dozen uh, substitute appearances. The awareness that that the, the clip that I commented on, the awareness when he knew the player was coming and he, he slid it between his legs yeah. um, with his first touch was was fabulous. And uh, his first thought is always, "What can I do forwards? Not what can I do sideways? How do I retain possession?" Sturk's first thought is always, always, where's the opportunity to do damage? Uh, it doesn't always work. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of growing for him to do, but um, I, I really, really like Sturk. Yeah, and uh, Phil, what do you say on Sturk? Do you agree with all that? Yeah, I pretty much agree with everything that Daz has just said about him. I think he's been excellent this season. Arguably, our player of the season so far with his consistency um, and picking up on Daz's last point. Um, I like the fact that, yeah, he looks to play forward when he gets the ball. Um, and I'd rather see a midfield player lose the ball occasionally by trying to play forward and trying to play people in and trying to play advanced passes than just turn around and play a simple ball back to the full-back or the centre-half every time. 
Um, so yeah, I think he's been very good this season, and uh, he's the sort of the the anchor in that midfield. Um, and I thought again yesterday, he he just he just he just keeps the he holds the midfield together really well. He he he, he positionally is very good, and he's intelligent with the ball, uh, and he, he really helps to make us tick. Playing uh, playing devil's advocate a little bit, um, how did it go so wrong in midfield? Uh, against Wimbledon, because uh, we're all at sea. Can I jump start on that one? Because I, I, I yeah, thought one of the biggest problems against Wimbledon was he was there was too much chopping and changing. I know obviously that he, he had his hand forced a little bit by the sending off, and that um, he had to he had to rethink what he did from from that point on. But the setup of the team. Um, from, from the start, I didn't think it was right. I thought the first 30, 35 minutes against Wimbledon, we were dreadful, really poor. Yeah. Um, no sort of cohesion or fluidity in the team at all. But I actually worked out at the end of the game, there was three different players in the Wimbledon game that played in three different positions in the same match. There was far <laughs> too much changing of personnel, going one yeah. player one position to another position, then another player coming on in one position and then another player switching to another position. And the whole thing just looked looked a mess. Um, and that's where, you know, probably Sad was an experience came, uh, showed in, in that particular in that particular game. Um, but like, like I said earlier on, yesterday was everything that the Wimbledon performance wasn't. It was, it was just much more organised, more solid. We didn't change formation. When we were winning, we didn't start sitting back or bringing extra defenders on. We just kept playing the way that was working from the start. And I just, you know, hope that, you know, these are the lessons that Sadler's learning as he goes forward. Yeah. Um, Lee, thoughts? Um, just on Ryan Sturk, I, 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 I like him. I think, like Daz and Phil have already said, I think he's probably the best signing we've made, not only this season, but for the last few seasons. I think... Potentially, he's like going to be the next sort of Joe Edwards. I can see him being that sort of player. Yeah, I think he's he's got it got it all, um, and he just he just plays with his heart on his sleeve. You can see sort of when he does lose the ball, he sort of he's frustrated with himself, but then he he works hard to get back and wins it. And like Daz has already said, he's always looking up, or he already knows. I think that's the difference with him. Like coming through at Birmingham, I think he sort of his sort of brain is already he's got a picture of the the pitch and he knows who's ahead of him. So as soon as he's got that ball, he's got half a half a yard of space. He's already got like two or three options. He's thinking about playing forward. Where in the past we've had players who have had the ball and then by the time they made a decision, they've been robbed of the ball or they've been tackled, haven't they? I think with Sturk, he, he's he's sort of intelligent player and he's always as soon as he's got the ball he sort of knows what he's going to be doing with it or he's got options and I think that's always the main thing having them options he's not just one dimension he, he's got options and I think that helps with playing with McKenty and like yesterday with Tina and even Joe Riley I think I think there was like little, little triangles and there's quite a lot of one touch football going on and that sort of you could see they were enjoying themselves so yeah do you uh, think? Again, do you think that midfield three of uh, McKenty, Sturk, and Tierney? Do you think that solidity there is the reason why Liam Gordon felt more comfortable to go forward? Yeah, I think so as well. And a lot of already said. I think with Hutchinson being on on the left hand side, 
I'm not saying like Liam Gordon could bomb all the way down the left hand side and Hutchinson was dropping into it, the left back position because he wasn't. But I think he just feels he can get forward a little bit better because it, there's a bit more protection, which sounds a little bit strange because you would think the three five two, you would expect your wing backs to be more like wingers, wouldn't you, and and be yeah, yeah. going forward more. But yesterday, I think they just the. Like we've already said, I think it's just the fluidity and everybody seemed more comfortable and they seemed happy on the ball. I suppose it's good as well with the reaction they had yesterday because obviously, like Phil's already just said, the Wimbledon game wasn't good at all and that could have like had a bit of a hangover for the next week or two. But they've sort of shook that off and gave that performance at Bradford, which was totally different to the Wimbledon game, which just shows sort of a, a good strong mentality in the team as well they haven't like gone licking the wounds too much and feeling sorry for themselves they've gone out next game of, and corrected it straight away which yeah, is good to I think, see I think uh, I'm just thinking what you were saying there um, Gordon I think being in the left back position he's got a chance of receiving the ball earlier so he's got he can get it to his feet and move with it. Where at, at wing back, he was getting it and he was already in traffic. So I think yeah. that might be uh, having an effect. Um, we've uh, we've got Darren. Darren's going to be joining us in a second. We've got to call him Darren because we've got a Daz already and we can't change his name. <laughs> um, just before uh, just before I bring Darren in, and there's just a couple of things I just want to mention. Um, I am launching a website. Um. But I'm having a few problems with it. So if there's anybody watching that's good with websites and would like to sort of help and support with that, that would be uh, much appreciated. So uh, give me a give me a message uh, on the channel or uh, email me waterfantv10 at gmail.com. Um, and we've also got um, super thanks is now enabled. So if uh, if you'd like to help support the channel. That would be good. And we've also launched memberships and we're going to have a, a Discord group. Um, some extra extra benefits as well for that. So if that's something that you want to jump on board with, that would be good. But enough of that. We're going to introduce this guy. He's late. It's not very good. Is it first time you're on, you're late. Oh, that's a bit... Sorry, sorry. But um, let me introduce Darren. Um. Darren lectures in psychology and uh, neuroscience. So um, he's going to have some uh, mental stuff to uh, discuss <laughs> now. And um, welcome, first of all, to Darren. Thanks. Um, we, we talked earlier, like at the start, when everybody else joined. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt Sadler. Um, hmm. And uh, Graham Alexander. Obviously, Graham Alexander's not hit things off too well with MK Duns. Yeah. And uh, Matt Sadler sticking to his guns. Um, I, I was just glad that he's... Um, well, I think he was forced into learning on Saturday. And I hope, 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 hope that we we stick to this um, four at the back um, going forward. Because I've, I've been moaning for a, all pre-season, as anyone who knows me will attest to. But I just, I'm to be honest, I'm just sick of the back three. I think it only works if you have exceptional wing backs. We don't have exceptional wing backs, in my no. opinion. Um, I think it just fits the, the squad to play four at the back more, to be honest with you. I think we look a lot yeah. more 
solid and fluid. Um, and uh, to, to me, Alexander is not, for me, it was David Artel um, last May when we were kind of discussing who we might get in. Um, I know he was interviewed, um, but we're here now, so we just have to hopefully hope that he's learned and we kind of shift to four. I, why, I still think he's going to want to go back to the three at some stage because I, I honestly do because... I think he loves McKenzie in midfield. He's not a number... Sorry, I'm just stream of consciousness. He's never a number eight, in my opinion. He's uh, playing the, the shield. In a, and McKenzie. McKenzie, yeah. I'm... Everybody I talk... Uh, many people I talk to think that McKenzie is never going to make a midfielder. Um, I think he can play as a screen, but I think... I think I think that's changing a little bit. Um, just going to go to Phil. Um, McKenzie... Is he um, is he there for good midfield? What do you think? Um, I, it looks that way. Certainly, um, Matt Sadler seems to see him as a midfielder rather than a centre half. Um, I, I agree with what Darren just said about playing as a. If he's just playing as a as a screen in front of the back four, mm -hmm. I think that job's a bit more simple for him. He can do that because he he puts himself about. Well, he, he's he's quite physical. Uh, wins his headers, wins his tackles. Um, he's never going to be the greatest footballer in midfield. We know that. But I think he can do a job um, in that particular position. Yeah. Uh, Lee? Um, yes and no. Um, again, I think he's probably, at the moment, he probably would be more happier at centre-back. Because, again, he's only really sort of the last three games of last season and the pre-season and these 10 games that he's sort of been in that role. So you're looking at, what, 15, 16 games he's played in that position. But again, yesterday, he got another assist. So yeah, he's, he's, he's already... What, what, what has he got now? He's got like five goals and six or seven assists. Um, I, Well, this season, I think it's... Is it three goals? He it, it was involved in six of our first 11 goals this season. But um, some that of those, was it. yeah, yeah. And, and then, oh, sorry, Darren. Sorry, 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 sorry mate. Yeah, some of, some of those he played, like for example, at Blackburn, he was in a back three where he, he scored a header off a corner. Um, because it's, I mean, Saturday was just a layoff, wasn't it? <laughs> I know Gordon did the hard work, but at least he was there to do. I mean, I'll be controversial. I'll say I think he's done a lot more than Kinsella did in the last um, five years. But I'll, um... <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to contend that. I don't think anybody's going to contend that. I was just going to say that. I think McPenty already in these first 10 games has got more goals and more assists than Comley, Labadee, Kinsella combined. So. Yeah. If you look um, at him playing in midfield, is he better than them three? Yes, he is. Um, go on, Daz. Do you think uh, McKenzie's there to stay? Um, I, it doesn't matter what we think because Sadler's got him there to stay. So let's get that <laughs> one out first. Um, but but I, I'm in a different position to all of you. I I think um, I think he gives us stuff we haven't got. Uh, yesterday, um, he balanced when we played two in midfield. I think he balanced with Sturk really well. If you look at the heat maps, they're, they're, they're almost symmetrical in the way that they they, they, they show um, from yesterday. If you look at the last 15 minutes yesterday when we were trying to close the game out, 
the energy, the mobility, he always seems, he's like a ball magnet. He always seems to be around the ball. Um, yeah. He's, uh, I, I think he's very early in a midfield career. And um, it's rare that me and Darren disagree, but we're on different, we're different sides of this oh, one. Can I, do you mind replying? Um, I, I, I don't mind him in the two. I, I honestly don't mind him. I think when he's had to play that eight role with, like, up there with Hutchinson almost, I think that's where the problems um, are. But when he's in that, like, sort of withdrawn role as a screen, I, I've got no problem. Yeah. I, I, think, I, think, I think going on from uh, just backing that up, I think the, the evidence was there for that in the Salford game. Anyone anyone who was at the Salford game, the first half against Salford, we played 3-5-2 and he was in that in that role. And he was awful in the first half. He didn't do anything. Then when we changed shape in the second half and he played in that in the slightly different midfield position, he was like a different player. So that that yeah. in that 4-4-1-1 formation playing alongside Sturk, yeah, I can I can more than live with him in midfield in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, if we refer to the Salford game, of course, he, he does cover so much so much of the pitch. And I think without him, we're sort of back into a position where we've got no physical presence and no height in our midfield, and he gives us that. And, of course, at Salford, it was his cross for, for Draper's goal, and then he, he was in the right position to finish it off to get the winner. So um, I think he's here to stay, I think, and... I think it was Richard O'Kelly that suggested putting him there to start with. And uh, it's still a learning journey for him. But he's on the way, isn't he? He's on the way. I think he's there to stay. Um, comment here from uh, Super Sandler's Seb. Good to have him with us. Um, best performance of the season so far. Four at the back is the way forward. I think we all agree that, whether Sadler does it or not. <laughs> um, we had more balance, both attacking and defensively. Tierney as a player. Hopefully we can get to look uh, get to look at the game permanently. Um, yeah, we certainly hope so. We certainly hope so. Um, just had a, a a donation. Super thanks from Richard Lloyd. So thank you for that. Um, hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 4-3-3, um, three, three, single or double pivot, Four-two-three-one. Of the formations I think Sadler needs to go with from now on is Fallen Maniac. That's a name and a half, that is. <laughs> it's, um, we've got so much better things to discuss after that performance yesterday, haven't we? Because um, before that, we were a bit worried, weren't we? Um, Lee, was you worried after two defeats on the bounce? Uh, I was with the way we were setting up against teams because I thought the way with the 3-5-2, 
it's hard for Sadler because we've already said we haven't got a proper right wing back because I think in the summer he probably tried to get a proper or a more conv- conventional right wing back in and it didn't happen. So he's had to go with Oily, Joe Fawkes and Tommy Knowles. And between them, they've tried for it worked, does it? Either Tommy Knowles is not defensively good enough. You've got Joe Fawkes, who's early in his career and he's young and he's crying. But and he's a right back. I think it was yeah. him to be a right wing, to be a right, just be a right back. And then you saw yesterday with Joe Riley, just being a right back, he looked better. And then the same with Gordon to a lesser extent. He can play left wing back, but I think we've already shown that just being a left back, he's, he's more capable, he's more able. So in that regard, the four is a lot better because I think when we come up against teams, they know a right wing back, that's the area they're going to attack. And it yeah. showed, didn't it, in where we played like Wrexham, yeah. even the games we've won. Teams were, teams were trying to then our right and of success set of that. And then it was putting more pressure on Harry Williams when he was playing there. And then obviously when Priestley came 3 5 2 because he could cover sort of the right wing yeah. back a little bit more. But with the, we just look at. Yeah. You'll um, go. We get, we're getting you dropping out a bit later. I don't know what's causing that. Um, so we're moving. Uh, a question I had come on here. Um, Simon, who's your favourite player? Brings me onto the subject of loan players. Um, Freddie Draper is doing very well for us at the moment. Um, but we know we shouldn't fall in love with loan players. Uh, Lee's obviously very keen on uh, Ross Tierney, and uh, Draper is getting lots of the plaudits. Um, it is possible that Draper is going to get called back oh, by Lincoln does. in January. Mm-hmm. So um, that is a big risk. Um, so, first of all, favourite player so far this season, Phil? Um, Sturk probably for me, um, but I do really like Freddie Draper. Um, when we're on that, now we're on that subject. I thought he was excellent yesterday. Um, it's a tough, it's a tough gig playing up front um, on your own or with, with without a, another striker. Um, and we could see again, like with sort of 10, 15 minutes to go, he'd absolutely run himself into the ground and he needed to be yeah. taken off. And I think we need to be we need to be careful how we manage his game time when he's playing in that role because it is a it's a real tough role to play game in, game out. But I think he, he he's a, a really top striker and I, I think he is the best striker at the club now. I think he's proved that as the season's gone on. I know there's been some controversy about DJ not playing. But I think with the formation that we've played yesterday, Freddie Draper starts up front for me. I think he's uh, I think he's got a lot about him. But as you've already alluded to, Simon, um, we we all we we all know all too well what happened last January um, yeah. with Annie Johnson, and we could be heading to a similar situation. All I would say is that I hope we learn the lessons from last year, and if we don't manage to keep hold of Freddie Draper. We do everything that we can to get a, a similar kind of player of, uh, of of a similar level and a similar quality. Yeah, um, I'll, I can just I'll just jump in with mine before I go to Daz. Um, for me, 
it's a, it's quite a strange one, really. But I think at the moment, Oti is a, a player that I'm really liking and I want to see more of. Um, I think every time he's come on, um, he's looked really exciting. And we all love wingers, obviously. Uh, I think he's got more end product than uh, Tommy Knowles. And uh, I want to see more of him. Um, but it's all looking good. Um, Daz, on to you. Favourite player at the minute? Uh, I'm going to slightly different. I, I love Daniels. I think Daniels is everything you want in a, in a Warsaw captain. He gets the club. He leads the club properly. He looks like a proper captain. Defensively, there's the odd the odd Rickett, but um, Daniels is Daniels is a captain. I think probably the the, the most Warsaw captain since Adam Chambers. Yeah, uh, I take uh, I completely agree on Ote. I think. Pound for pound, minute for minute, Alte's contribution has been as good as anybody's. Yeah, I think he's got to be starting ahead of Knowles, really, I think, at the minute, which he was on Saturday. Um, going to Lee for that one, same question. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pick two. One, sort of, who's at Warsaw permanently. I'm going to go with Liam Gordon. I think the way he's came back from his injury and his season, I think... And I think that's just showed great character because obviously we all know about his foot injury and he could have ended his career. And obviously the staff, that injury, I suppose, from a mental side, he could have been on the back. Well, I'm sure it still is at the back of his mind in some stages, but he just plays with his heart on his sleeve and he just tries to give everything to every game. And you can see sort of when we win, he's... He's happy, like yesterday when he came over to the and he was having photos and everything else. And then even when we lose, he's sort of still one of the players that comes over and sort of applauds the fans, especially yeah. if we've been away. And I think he just shows great character. I think he just enjoys playing football because, like I said, with that injury, he could have quite easily ended his career there and then. So yeah. I think he's very grateful. And then on the loan side, I know Freddie Draper's great, but I just love Ross. I just love, love Tina. I just love the way he is. I think he's a right little git in the nice way I, I think he's, he's a sort of player you really up against would it because you, you look at him and you think there's not, not a great deal to him but like yesterday we've already mentioned when he got that little bit of an injury towards the end other players could have just stayed on the on the floor and milked the it wall, yeah. he, he got back up and he, that, that's what he did yesterday he got back up and he, he still put his challenges in and he still played the ball and, and then at the end He's celebrating and he's having a bit of a dance and everything. And, and again, he just, he, I would just love to be with him in a team. He's sort of person I could see. He would just, if you're not doing your job, I think he would tell you straight away. And also, when you're winning, he, he's just great. I just love him at the moment. Yeah. I think um, before we, I've, I've got a different kind of question for uh, for Darren in a second. Um, with Liam Gordon, I think it's clear that he's one of those players who could really be making a step up. Um, one of those players who could be leaving us for a higher division and that sort of thing. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll see that whether that appears. <laughs> I was just going to go to Darren and he's, uh, he's, he's just gone off. Um, no, no, I am here. Are you still there? I, I am here. Yeah. 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 Just I am here. Sorry. Just for yeah. a go just before I go to the question, the challenging question for you, um, just like to thank Sean Southall um, for a donation as well. So thank you very much for that. 
Um, the question is um, the real Mr. Man United says Daz Rhodes is a fraud. He wanted to <laughs> out. out. I, know, I know exactly who that is. He's, uh, he's, he's, yeah, he's an actual Man United fan who's um, joined. <laughs> so the yeah. question is, so the question is, you did want Sadler out. Do you still think no, Sadler's no, the wrong no, man? I've never wanted Sadler out, no. You've never wanted Sadler out? <laughs> no. I don't, I, it wasn't my first choice. I don't think it was anybody's first choice. I, don't, I, don't, I think everyone would agree with that, right? I, I, he's definitely wasn't my first choice. I thought it was a very strange process that we went through to take five weeks to employ someone who was already at the club. Um, <laughs> I, I think those letters that Boycott um, put out were to justify the appointments personally, and they knew exactly yeah. what was going to happen. But anyway, that's conjecture. I, For me this year, and I, I, I feel that they need to convince me Rather than the other way around, every you know when we appointed Matt Taylor, Daryl Clark, Mike Flynn, etc. Each summer I've been like, oh right, here we go. It, it, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do something this season, and it's just been you know complete disappointment. So for me, it was for me my position is more that they need to convince me this time round because yeah. uh, I'm just. So I, I actually think Tuesday is a massive game because. We've seen this so many times over the last five years where we've, you know, we've, we've had a good victory away from home, somewhere difficult. And we've been like, right, now, now's the time we're going to actually kick on in this division and, you know, string a few wins together. And it just, it just doesn't happen, does it? We will win one, we'll lose a couple. And I think if we can just get that momentum, it'll give people who've been critical of the appointment, like me, a bit more sort of confidence. <clears throat> I think we need to remember that this is a very young team. Um, and we all know with young players, consistency is the challenge. Um, so I think we have to remember that and perhaps maybe not immediately blame Sadler when we have a poor performance because uh, young players are sort of up and down a little bit. Obviously, it's part of his challenge to sort of... Uh, keep that to a minimum and change the players um but yeah we need to remember that Sadler as well is learning mm -hmm. um the thing with Matt Taylor the thing with Matt Taylor he didn't learn no he didn't no he, he didn't. didn't learn and I think that could be the difference between Matt Taylor and uh, Matt Sadler can I ask a question do you think therefore we need to go out and sign another free agent centre half um, no, well, no, I don't think we do. I think I, I think if, if we, you're we going to at the back, we don't. If he was going to, if he was going to persist, because we know that he's had two trialist centre yeah. on on trial this week, and he's got another one in next week. One of those is potentially Jack Simpson, who's uh, done some uh, time with Cardiff and uh, Bournemouth, I think it was. Um, and I think he would improve us as a team. But with four at the back, we've got cover. I don't think we need it. It's whether it's whether Sadler goes to the people that are selecting the players, because we know it's not Sadler, um, and saying, I'm gonna stick with this four at the back. It works. No, <laughs> I don't want I don't need anybody else. I don't I don't think we do a, at all with the four. I think if it was three at the back, most certainly. Oh so yeah. I think if he does sign one, I think that's the sort of the the 
we might get an inkling that he'll move to that back, back, move back to. And to be honest, if it, if it works, it works. But I personally don't think we have the players as as we discussed earlier to fit that formation. But if he does sign another free agent centre half, I would think that was a sign that we might be moving back towards the. The three at the back person yeah you might not so i hope he doesn't personally and as as we've said we haven't really got the wing backs to play uh 352 mm. liam gordon is much better as a full back yeah. tyler allen is much better as a full back joe folks is much better as a full back and joe riley absolutely much better as a full back so the four at the back has got to stay for me um jacobs put a comment in there out so underrated Hopefully he can stay in the team. His cameos have been fantastic, haven't they? Um, it's been fantastic. Um, where do you think we're going to finish this season? That's one we're going to come to. Um, but we're at we're we're sort of getting close to time, so we're going to watch things. First ten games, we've got fourteen points. Um, I had a message from Lee earlier on. Um, next 10 games, we need 20 points. So, home to MK Dons, away to Sutton, home to Gillingham. How many points are we going to get there, Phil? <laughs> Who knows? Blimey. Uh, trying to predict more <laughs> sort of scores is like, I mean, you know, like, like going back to what we said earlier, I came away from Salford thinking, oh, great, second half was really good, 4-4-1-1, really good performance, and then you know, we lost the next two um, and uh, obviously got a very good, much better performance and a good result yesterday. Who knows with us? Um, I still think there's going to be bumps in the road with, with Sadler. Um, there's going to be there's going to be performances like yesterday. There's also going to be performances like Wimbledon. Um, I, I My hope is that, that he does settle on this new formation. But as, as Darren said earlier on, I'm not convinced he will i think i think we he will go back to 352 on occasions um but you've got you've got to be looking at tuesday night mk dons are on a poor run we've got to be looking to get a result on tuesday night they're not in great form um they're lost at home to newport on saturday um and then uh sutton obviously bottom of the league um again i think we've got to, got to be looking to win that game um dillingham they're obviously a, a, a better side. That they've, they've started the season pretty solidly. Um, I, I think if, if we can get if we can get seven points out of the next three games, that'd be that'd be fantastic, and that'd have us in a really strong position. Um, looking, to, I, looking to build on that. I got I got seven points. Um, Sutton away is the one that's tough, isn't it? They're a big, very tall side um, and physical side, but they are on a bad run of form. If um, if we could win on Tuesday night, the confidence going into Sutton would be high. Yeah. So I, I think, think uh, if we could, if we could get seven, if we could get seven points, that'd be brilliant. But to be honest, I, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be that shocked if we only got two points in the next three games. <laughs> so. so we're moving on to Daz. Um, we follow that with Newport away. Crawley, can you believe it? The second. And um, and then Mansfield away. That's a, that's a tough set of fixtures, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's um, 
particularly when you don't know which flavor of also you're going to get you know it's kind of some's good some but just just going back to um to um sutton sutton beat notts county on the opening day they um they've got nine games without a win in the league yeah. and uh, it will be so also to go and get rolled over and end that run <laughs> so also That's to to uh, to get sutton's season off and running um mansfield um that'll be an enjoyable cultured afternoon um, I like that one. um it could be anything i think it, the first four games anything between nothing and 12 the um the following three anything between nothing and nine you just don't know which water <laughs> team's going to turn up at the moment um one thing um I'm think one thing I've missed. I'm going to come back to in a second. Um, the following four games: Lee Harrogate at home, Doncaster away, Forest Green at home, and then Barrow away. Again, um, like Darren, Darren, Daz, and Phil already said, it all depends on what water will turn up. But <laughs> if you if you look if you look over the last five years, the first ten games this season, we've got the most points. 14 out of 10. You yeah, go past that. Yeah. So again, yeah. So again, break it down into the 10 games. I think sort of the next 10 games, if we can pick up close to 20 points, we'll be in and around sort of the top 10 positions. And again, I know you sort of had Gab Sutton on earlier in the week or last week, and he said he thinks League Two is a lot stronger this season. So far, yeah. out of the 10 games I've been to, I don't think it is. I think there's a couple of teams that could come out of the pack and sort of go on a run and win five or six games. But I also think there's a lot of teams that can beat each other. And I think if you look at the table at the moment after 10 games, I know Notts County are top on 20, and then we're, what is it, 13th on 14. So really, you can say we're only six points off the top. Where yeah. I think this time last season, you already saw Leighton Orient, Carlisle, and Northampton were going to be sort of the three teams that stood out. But I think yeah. this season, I think this season it could be a lot more tighter. And I think, as you've already seen, teams are getting beaten by other teams that you don't didn't expect. And I don't think yeah. anybody's apart from sort of it irks me to say, but I'll probably say at the moment probably Mansfield and Swindon have been the most consistent. Yeah, but I don't think. Well, I don't. I don't think they're unbeatable. Where I think last season, Latin Orient sort of were unbeatable at times, but I don't think that's yeah. going to happen this season. So I think the next ten games, we've got to try and get as many points as we can and get to that twenty game mark and just be in with a shout because you never know what happens. I mean, yeah. Again, if we sort of finish finish mid table, we finish mid table. But I think the next ten games, if we can get ourselves into a position where we're we're not cut adrift from the top sort of eight or nine teams, then the final 20 games of the season could be an interesting season. Yeah. Um, just want to thank Percy for the uh, super thanks. So uh, thanks for that. Um, moving on to, to Darren, um, a different question again. <laughs> the, um, the consistency is clearly the issue. Um, mm -hmm. For any League Two side, mm -hmm. um, how does how does Sadler deal with that to reduce the inconsistency? 
Hey, do we get? Well, I think it's personally. I think the shift to the four. I know we keep men, we probably all mentioned it about fifty times this evening, but hopefully shifting to the new formation and having a bed. That's going to have a bedding in period as well, you know, because they've they've probably spent all pre-season, you know, training for and working out, you know, triggers and stuff for the three-five-two. Um, so there will be another bedding in period as well for this four at the back. I, as we said, I think it fits the formation better. I think we need to have a formation personally, and I'm going to jump in on your earlier um, question to the others about who's been like sort of player of the season and stuff. I think we should be building this side around that number 10 position and Isaac Hutchinson personally, because I yeah. think when he's, when he gets the, when he's on form and that's, a consistency problem, right? I think we'd all probably agree with that, that he'll have some games where he's unplayable and other games where he's less so. <laughs> um, but if we can get him firing in that in that role, in that position, I think that'll go a long way to us, like, moving up the table. Um, I and think, uh, I I think, think Sadler's got to be brave, I think. Mm. On the days that are not happening for Hutch, he's got to yeah. take him off and change yeah. him. Well, I think the, he needs brave. to play that role as well. I think we've seen um, that he can fill in and, and sort of mess about there. But I, th I, I just think if we can get the best out of him, I think when he plays well, we play well, um, yeah. really. And I think as, as, as I say, it's on the days that it's not his day. Yeah, <laughs> it, Matt Sadler's got to be brave and got to be supported to. Um, I, th I think he'll be with his decisions, which some he'll get right, some he won't. I think he'll be more consistent in this formation just to finish because I think when he was playing up there with McKenty as two eights, oh, where am I? Yeah. Um, I think he, you know, he's looking around and he's got McKenty not knowing how to play that role and it was all yeah. a bit disjointed. But if he can become the fulcrum and everything goes through him, I think we'll, yeah. we'll see a more consistent Hutchinson. Um, I'm liking this comment from uh, Cypress Sadler. Some people very, very quick <laughs> forget the dreary football we had to enjoy last year. Let's get behind Sadler. I think we can all wholeheartedly agree that the football is so, so much better this season. than. I think, I think it has been at times, Simon. Yeah. I, I don't think we can say, again, it comes down to the consistency. I didn't come. I didn't come away from the Wimbledon game thinking, oh, that was good. That was good football because it was <laughs> bloody awful. Let's be honest about it. So yeah. it... It has been at times, um, and there was a few people commenting about, you know, Sadler talking about playing front foot football, attacking football. But if you actually look at our possession stats, they're actually quite low, and it's difficult to play front foot football when you're only averaging about 40% possession. Yeah. I'm not too concerned about that statistic if, if we're doing what we did yesterday and basically allowing Bradford to have ball in areas of the pitch where they're not hurting us. Because the number of times yesterday we, we pressed and we forced them to play backwards and square all the time. I can live with that. And, and if, if, we're, if we're hitting teams on the counter and if we're, if we, when we do get the ball, we attack with purpose, then I'm not too concerned about the possession stats. Um, it's what you do when you've got possession. Exactly. It? It's what you do when you've got the ball that matters. The encouraging things are, let's, to end with some positives, the away form's picking up. We've won two out the last three away, having had a dreadful run of away form lately. Are you uh, up to there. Um, the home form has, uh, yeah, okay, a couple of decent performances, a couple of not so good performances. But as I said uh, as I said in the last fan chat, I'm, I'm happy just to let things 
you know, progress as they are. I'm not getting too carried away when we win, but equally I'm not getting too um, critical when we lose. Yeah. Um, I think some of the some of the comments that I saw on social media and some of the fan the fan sites after the Wimbledon game, I thought were completely over the top in their criticism of, of Sadler and the team. I get it. I get that there are people out there who disagreed with his appointment. And I, I do feel that there are, you know, some of the things that I see and some of the things that I read, I do feel there's an element of supporters who almost want him to fail, which I can't get my head around. I'm, I'm just, you know, happy to let him... Let him do what he's doing. Let him learn. Let him develop, and let's and let's let's see where it takes us. Because I've seen enough positives to to still be, you know, like Dad said earlier, glass glass half full rather than half empty. Yeah, I think Sadler is one of our own, so we want him to do well. I know he, he's inexperienced, but Gary Waddock alongside him, that's some solid experience there with him, and as long as he's using that knowledge. And, uh, and learning from it, then uh, all's good. Um, final thing I want to discuss, Danny Johnson. Danny Johnson. We're winning games without him. Um, he's probably one of our most uh, highly highest-paid players. Um, can he play in the Draper role if Draper got taken back in January? Or are we in trouble again? So, uh, DJ, your thoughts? Go to Darren. Uh, go to Daz, sorry, first. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can see, I think it's pretty evident of, of why Draper is being selected in front of him at the moment. Um, tactically, uh, for yesterday, let's just use yesterday, tactically, sadly got it spot on. Um, I I, I, I sent two chats yesterday. The second, the, the first one I referenced already. The second one, if you're old enough to remember, uh, and I'm being very complimentary, Draper looked like Trevor Christie yesterday, for those oh, who yeah, are old yeah. enough to remember. Um, but technically, <laughs> away at Bradford, Draper could do a job back to goal that Johnson can't do. If you're yeah. going to get Johnson playing on his own up front, you've got to play in a different way. And And, and I think it's... It's difficult to fit him into to that team at the moment. If Draper goes back in January, we'll have to change. Uh, I think you'll have to play two up front at times at home. Um, it's a situation I never expected to see in um, in July and August when uh, when we we re recruited him. Um, and uh, I think it's a situation Johnson needs to to understand as well. He's got to win his place back. He's not, there's nobody guaranteed a place in this team. And um, when the opportunity comes, he's got to win it back. Yeah. I think the problem is if Draper goes back in January, will DJ be so fed up but at that point that um, he's given up the ghost, as it were? That's... That's a possibility, isn't it? Yeah, the club, the club would be. Uh, we all assuming there's a clawback in in January. I haven't seen anything that says one way or, or the other. Given what the club experienced last year, they would be really naive to to yeah. not have him tied down for a year, and that'd be a real failing. I think. I think if there was a put a pullback in January, you would have to ask some serious questions of how we've recruited, given the impact that he had last season. Yeah. Um. Phil, 
pretty much agree with, with everything that, that Daz has just said. Um, yeah, with the, with the way the team is set up at the moment, I would play Draper ahead of DJ, but there will be times when we play two up front. And if we do play two up front, I would play him with, with Freddie Draper. Um, but we saw again yesterday when Freddie Draper went off, um, he brought Jamil Matt on again. He obviously feels that more of a physical presence is needed up front um, and a target man. Um, and, you know, if if there were games when Draper wasn't playing, if he was injured or whatever, then um, I, I get the feeling he would probably favour Jamil Matt over Danny Johnson, which I'm not yeah. entirely convinced is, is the right thing at this stage. But... Um, yeah, Danny, like Dad said, he's got to, he's got to earn his place in the team. Uh, it's no different to anybody else in in the squad in that respect. Uh, he started the season well, scored two in the first three, um, but with the with the change of slight change of shape and with the former Freddie Draper, um, he's going to have to he's going to have to earn his place back. Um, one uh, one slightly different question for Lee: If Draper went back, which we certainly hope he doesn't, would Jamil, Matt and DJ work as a front two. Would that work well, you think? Um, yes and no. Again, it, it, if you're going to have Jamil, Matt and DJ as your front two, it's the service then. Because how DJ plays and how Matt plays is different. They are different players, but then it's the service. It's still the same with Draper now. You've got to get... He can make more happen on his own, Draper, in that sort of sole role he plays. Because he, he, he can play with his... to goal, and he can make things happen. But I think if he went back and we were left with DJ, you would have to change it tactically to get the ball into the box. Obviously, DJ prefers sort of the crosses coming in, and he's sort of that six-yard, in between the penalty spot and the six-yard sort of poacher. Um, yeah. So... It'll be interesting to see what happens over the coming weeks, months, when we get towards January, whether Lincoln do suppose If they're having real crisis of injuries, they probably will want him to come back. But yeah, they have got that 22-year-old who's joining them in January. I suppose if he's fit and ready to go, it'll probably be more chance of us keeping him. But I think yeah. what we've shown this season so far as well with Draper and Teeny on loan, I would be more hopeful of keeping Draper. But if he did go, I think other clubs will look at us and think, I'm willing to let our players go to Warsaw now, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think yeah. sort of, the last few years, I think we've struggled to get quality players in on loan because I think teams have looked at us and gone, I don't think Warsaw development players. I think Lincoln at the moment must be happy with Draper playing, scoring, he's developing, he's enjoying himself. You see yesterday as well, uh, he battled all all game until he came off against Bradford. But you can see he enjoyed that. He was loving it. Great so energy. Think He's loving it, isn't he? He's loving it. Yeah, um, there's a few Dave, positives. I mean, Dave, hopefully, hopefully we keep him to the end of the season. Yeah. Dave Tonkinson uh, <laughs> got the same answer as yourself, really. Um, for some reason, we don't give the strikers service when we play two up top. We do sort of tend to go long ball, don't we? Um yeah. We've just got a comment here, which I quite like this, to remind me of things. Hit the like button, everyone, please. <laughs> so uh, I forget all of that. Thanks for those that have uh, contributed the uh, the super thanks. Uh, appreciate that. And uh, those that sort of uh, looking at membership, that'll be good. Um, 
And what we've got here, Percy, I think Drapery's this season's Liam Bennett is going in January. And uh, that's the that's the fear, isn't it? And uh, the good news, we've got Cypress Sadler is in England at the moment and he's going to be there Tuesday. So uh, I think he'll need to get wrapped up if he's expecting it to be warm. <laughs> um, <laughs> final words. Um, we go to Darren first. This is the big one. Where do you think we're going to finish this season? Exactly where we are now. Exactly where we yeah. are now. So well, sort of, I'd say between 11th and 13th, personally. 11th and 13th. Okay. Because um, that consistency. Consistency, that's it. Uh, Phil? Yeah, I'm going to stick with my um, original prediction and the same one I gave last time. I think we'll be in and around 10th, 11th, somewhere 10th, like that. 11th. Okay, Darren, any more positivity from you? <laughs> I said ninth at the start of the season, and I'm sticking with ninth. Ninth, Lee. Are you still with us, Lee? Um, I can normally say Simon. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to say I can normally say let's go and win the league. <laughs> so, so we've got to win it. Um, this is very true. You're laughing, but so we. Somebody's got to win it. Why can't we win it? Um, for me, I think um, we're going to be top 12. Um, and with a with a trailing wind, we might just sneak ourselves into the uh, the top seven. And that's uh, that's where I'm hoping for. Um, we'll uh, we'll wind up there. Um, as always, thank you very much for joining us. The joy and the pain. We've uh, experienced plenty of the pain. And uh, we're forever hopeful, forever hopeful that we'll have a bit more joy coming. If we can get a win on Tuesday night um, to take us down to Sutton, um, we could be on a bit of a run. And uh, hopefully this uh, the run of 13 draws or whatever, if we can avoid that this season, that could be the difference that gets us up into the playoffs. We don't mind losing occasionally as long as we're winning the others. That's... Uh, Right then, and um, we got Rob. Rob saying thirteenth, and I think if if we've got a clear step up from last season and we're around twelfth, um, that is an improvement and it is moving in the right direction. But um, we all want fun in the playoffs, don't we? Hey, we all want fun just in the playoffs. Just, right then, just win it. <laughs> and in the playoffs, just win it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to be. You want to be, have May off? Why bother with May? Have May off. <laughs> Just win it. I'm loving, your, I'm loving your positivity, mate. I'm loving your positivity. And I'm with you. I'm with you on it. But um, as you say, the challenge for Sadler is maintaining the consistency. And um, so that's the key one. But as I say, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, we've got this. It's also on... Um, the uh, Join the Pain podcast, um, part of the Talk Sport Network. And I did mean to say this earlier. Um, thank you very much to our sponsors, um, SNS Steel Stock, Limor Windows, um, Smash Burger, and uh, Cleaning with Class, of course. So, uh, anybody who wants to help contribute to the channel um, and uh, get a mention and that sort of stuff, um, just to get yourselves in touch. Thanks for watching. The Join the Pain. Cheers.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.